0: Welcome back, y'all, to 31 days of wisdom. Day is day four. Yesterday we were in Proverbs three, and uh, we talked about the rewards of wisdom, and really we took a look at it from a tithing perspective, as as it relates, what's your relationship with money. Well, today we're in day uh, number four, Proverbs four, and we're talking about living that good life, right? Proverbs teaches us how to live that good life, and really in in um, chapter four here, we'll meet two very different paths, right? There are two paths, one of flesh and one of righteousness. And he talks about that in here. And, um, and at the very end of Proverbs four right here, he says, watch out, watch where you're going. Watch where you're going. And what I've realized working with people one-on-one, going in businesses or working with them is a the great majority of people don't know where they are going. They have no idea where they want to go or where they are going. So they end up coasting and floating and drifting through life. And there, there's some great quotes that I, I found. I just want to share a couple of them with you real quick. One is, if uh, one doesn't know to which port one is sailing to, then hey, No wind is favorable, right? Also, Alice in Wonderland talks about this. If you watched Alice in Wonderland when you were a kid, you may remember this. She's walking there and she sees the cat and the cat says, hey, where are you going? And Alice says, "Uh, which way should I go? And the cat says, well, that depends on where you're going. And Alice says, why? I don't know. And then the cat says, then it doesn't matter which way you go. So in Proverbs 4, we're gonna see that there are two different paths that you can go down. And at the end, watch where you go it's time to wake up church it's time to wake up and realize where we're going being more aware right uh jesus talks about take each thought captive um and it's really being more aware of your thought processes and being aware of what you're doing day in and day out where you are going so let's just jump right on in here this is chapter four proverbs four here we go Verse number one, listen to my correction, sons, for I speak to you as your father. Let discernment enter your heart and you will grow wise with the understanding that I impart. My revelation truth is a gift to you. So remain faithful to my instruction. For I too was once the delight of my father and cherished by my mother, their beloved child. Then my father taught me saying, never forget my words. If you do everything that I teach you, You will reign in life. There's just something about that phrase I like. Reign in life. Uh, So make wisdom your quest, searching for the revelation of life's meaning. Don't let what I say go in one ear and out the other. Don't let what I say go in one ear and right out the other. Stick with wisdom and she will stick to you, protecting you throughout your day. She will rescue all those who passionately listen to her voice. Wisdom is the most, I want to pause right there once to say Again, we're, we're talking about wisdom as a woman who wants to be pursued. Right here, one of my favorite verses in, um, in, in Proverbs right here, coming up on it, 4-7. Wisdom is the most valuable commodity, so buy it. Revelation knowledge is what you need, so invest in it. Remember on day two, we talked about how bad do you want it? Are you fully committed to gaining wisdom? Are you fully committed in your pursuit of wisdom? Wisdom is the most valuable commodity. So buy it. Revelation knowledge is what you need. So invest in it. It's being is having that commitment to growth, investing in yourself, seeing yourself as an investment and pursuing wisdom, pursuing revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is that's that's that intimate um relationship with God. It takes time, right? It, it, it Just like a, a best friend, you spend time with that best friend. God wants to spend time with us. That's where your revelation knowledge comes from. Wisdom comes investing in yourself. Go to the courses, go to the seminars, get the books, spend time in God's Word, spend time with Him, right? Invest in it. You're investing your time, your money, and your talent, your treasure, all that, Anyway, let's keep on going. Verse number eight, wisdom will exalt you when you exalt her. She will lead you to honor and favor when you live your life by her insights. You will be adorned with beauty and grace and wisdom's glory will wrap itself around you, making you victorious in the race. My son, here's the two pathways, y'all. My son, if you will take the time to stop and listen to me and embrace what I'm saying, you will live a long and happy life, full of understanding in every way. I have taken you by the hand in wisdom's ways, pointing you to the path of integrity. Your progress will have no limits when you come along with me, and you will never stumble as you walk along the way. So receive my correction, no matter how hard it is to swallow, no matter how hard it is to swallow. Receive my correction for wisdom will, boom, snap you back into place. Her words will be invigorating life to you. Do not detour into darkness or even set foot on that pathway. Stay away from it. Don't even go there. Don't even put your pinky toe on it. right? Clip your toenails and don't even let your toenails touch it, right? Stay away from it. For troublemakers are restless, even if they are not involved in evil. They are not satisfied until they have brought someone harm. They feed on darkness and drink until they drunk the wine of wickedness. But the lovers of God walk on the highway of light, and their way shines brighter and brighter until they bring forth the perfect day. But the wicked walk in thick darkness like those who travel in fog and yet have don't have a clue why they keep stumbling. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. We're going to come back to this here at the very end here in a second. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into your very core of your being. So above all else, guard The affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellsprings of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Do not allow yourself to be sidetracked even for a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. Two paths. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stick to the past. Don't get the SOS, shiny object syndrome. I want to go back right here, verse 21 and 23. Super powerful, super powerful. 21, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. 23, above all else, guard the affections of your heart. Listen, when he's talking about heart here, he's not talking about the organ, the heart, right? That pumps your blood. The heart is the the who you are of who you are. It's that sanctum sanctorum. It is your, uh, you know, you have your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. That subconscious part of your mind is the core part of who you are. That's what he's talking about. That's where your beliefs lie, your opinions, your perceptions, all your habits lie right there. It is a core part of who you are. And I do this teaching that, you know, our, our conscious mind, that's our thinking mind, That's where we can can accept or reject any thought that comes in. I have a thought come in. I can accept that thought or reject that thought. The subconscious part of our mind, that's the emotional part of our mind. That's the feeling part of our mind. That part of our mind has no ability to reject any thought that is impressed upon it. Our subconscious part of our mind, our heart, is where our habits, that's where our beliefs, that's where our opinions are lie, and they have been programmed into us over the course of our life. So when he says right here in 21, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into into, um, into your spirit. That's what he's talking about. Take God's word and penetrate it. Meditate on it all day, right? Take his word and allow it to soak into that subconscious part of your mind to where it becomes who you are because out of the affections of your heart flows the wellsprings of life, right? Flows the wellsprings of life. Um, other, other translations have a little bit different right there, but out of, out of the who you are, out of your heart flows um, your actions and your response. So it's taking God's word and penetrating it deep into who we are he talks about, uh, in Joshua, he, he told Joshua to meditate on God's word. It's not like, mm, you know, meditation in, um, the worldly sense is to clear your mind is to clear your mind. Meditation in God's word is to fill your mind. It's kind of like that, that cow chewing its cud. It, it eats the food and then it kind of regurgitates it and it chews on it some more regurgitates it and comes back up and it chews on it some more. It's taking God's word and just digging into allowing it to soak into who you are, right? So uh, there's a couple of things that that I have done here. Um, And and we talk about there's two paths. One's path of righteousness. One's the path of flesh and the worldly flesh. Uh, So when we think about this, what are those deep-seated beliefs that are within you and that are within me that you know, aren't aren't really in alignment with the path of righteousness? Or is there a religious mindset of works-based religion that is not in agreement with the freedom that is in Jesus' name? Uh, When we talked about on day one, what's your first thought when you think, think about Father God or God? What is it? Is it Father? Or is there some other belief that that is separate from that? So one of the things that I want to encourage you to do is come up with a list of I am statements. This is something I've done is some I am statements. The, you know, the world will tell you who you should be, but the word says who you are. And one of the best ways to get that in your mind about who you are and whose you are is to take God's word and put put it into I am statements. And I wanna just share with you a couple of my I am statements. These come straight from scripture right here. And I encourage you to to come up with your own. So here's just a couple of mine. I've got a list of like 75 that I that I say, but I'm just going to share with them um, some of them. I'm a child of God. I'm a member of the family of God. I am bold. I'm confident. I'm courageous because I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's a spirit of power, authority, and the sound mind. I am knit together with by the Lord. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I have the mind of Christ. I'm powered by Christ to bring forward all that He has given to me. I am a co-labor with the good God and represent him through signs and wonders and miracles. That's right. God has called me to make a difference and shape the course of history. Just like Jesus did, I represent my Father in everything that I do. Nothing is impossible with God. It is in my DNA to pursue impossibilities and see them bow to the name of Jesus. Everything I could need was purchased for me at Calvary. My first ministry is to God. No matter how I feel, I worship with joy and passion because of who He is. I'm hungry for more of God's manifest presence. I am near to God, and He is near to me. I am a world changer because of the Holy Spirit's presence in my life. I'm adopted into God's family, so I intentionally create healthy family and community wherever I go. I do nothing out of selfish ambition or gain. I choose to do what is best for those around me. My Father wants to speak to me. I actively listen for His voice and it's easy for me to hear Him. I am constantly hearing God's voice through prayer, through Scripture, my thoughts, other people, nature, and more. I'm growing and developing my gift of prophecy every day. I take risk and partner with God in prophecy. I hear and obey God's voice in faith. I say what I hear Him saying to help people grow in their identity, their purpose, their value. Even when my mind cannot comprehend, my spirit hears and receives from God. Those are just a few I am statements you can come up with with your own. But as you read the scripture here, wherever it talks about who you are in Christ, write those I am statements. I would challenge you to go back through um, this chapter here and personalize it. You know, it's easy for us to read um, or hear me read and to say, yes, that's good. Above all else, guard your heart, uh, pay attention, your welfare of your inner being, all those things. And it feels like it's somebody else. Everywhere it says you or your, put your name, insert you into the picture here. So, hey, that's my challenge for you today on Proverbs uh, 4 is to personalize it, create you some I am statements about who the word and who God says you are. Hope you guys have a great day. Look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Chapter five. Have a good day.